You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the only comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and I'm joined, sadly today, only by Ben Chapman's surrogate. So uh, that's rough. Uh, uh, you can't see me right now, but I am, like, oddly glossy, and I, I don't move around very much. No, like, it, it looks like if you filmed them through, like, a lens covered in Vaseline. Like, if you did a movie, except you told all your actors to do a bad job on purpose. Uh, yeah, there is definitely, the surrogates are, like, I know what they were going for, but I don't think it works, like, yeah. the way they thought it would. I, I, <clears throat> I mean, obviously we're gonna get, get into it, but yeah, they definitely attempted to, like, uh, uh, try and distinguish who was human between human surrogate by kind of, like, photoshopping, kind of, like, uh, applying a Gaussian blur to every character that was in, yeah. and it didn't come out. And, like, super thick makeup so that, like, they lose all face. Like, you know what I mean? Like, their face just looks unnaturally smooth. Or, like, you know how in Star Trek, like, one character is an android and he's sort of an offset to the rest of the very human characters? Just imagine every character in an episode of Star Trek was Data. Like, everyone was doing Data all at once. Except for not acting. And a bad script. Like... (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I... I don't know. Here's the thing. Me and Ben were talking about this just a second before we started recording, which is this movie, there's just like not a lot to this movie. Yeah. The idea is interesting. And I feel like, uh, did you ever read Ready Player One? I did read it, Ready Player One, yeah. It didn't, at times it kind of felt like surrogates were almost like the thing they're doing in that book, which is like they're talking about how no one wants to exist in the real world. Everybody just wants to exist in the oasis, the virtual reality. And, like, during this movie, I was like, oh, I can kind of see what they're saying, which is nobody experiences life anymore outside of through these robots. But they didn't, like, do a good job of making me care. Like, because I was like, well, who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't seem like things are that bad. Everybody just stays inside. So, yeah, I mean, it just felt like they were trying to, like, come across with something, like a message that got lost because they didn't really do anything. And there's other books out there like science fiction stories and novels that cover this concept of like like almost every science fiction book deals with this theme of like oh let's 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 see what it'd be like if humanity took a step away from humanity like like their own humanity and we're like oh we'll be avatars or we'll only be in vr fucking wally did it for fuck's sake like like, all of these yeah, it stories. is sad that, that Wally yeah. a, is, a, is a more concise and biting uh, commentary on but technology. What came, what came out was an attempt at that, but without any of the depth or nuance or playing around with the concepts. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's basically just like one character. He's like, I want you outside the robot. And that was you're just like, oh, I guess that's supposed to be a problem. It doesn't seem like it's an issue in society. Everybody seems well adjusted. That. That point is super inconsistent because early on in like that opening montage, which I will complain about in one minute because fuck opening montages. Oh, yeah, um, we got to get into that montage. In the opening montage, there's like a news segment where it's like 98% of the population is currently using surrogates. But then in the world, there's kind of a lot that aren't. Like, yeah. And, and I don't just mean like the ones in that colony. I meant, or the reservation. Ugh. But the ones. Yeah. <laughs> that hurt, didn't it? A little close to home. Yeah. Yeah. But the ones, the ones like around society. Also, like most non first world countries, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> no. The ones yeah. without electricity. <laughs> Probably not the good surrogates. That, like, it's like, uh, I forget what it is. There's like some, st- some statistic that it's like 
seventy percent of the world has like a has access to, to phones. So I'm like, if there's like thirty percent of people who don't have phones, how the fuck do they get a surrogate? Yeah, no one like gonna... that does. But let's let's go into the movie yeah. starts with a sweet Ving Rhames voiceover, which I was like, oh, he's got the meats. It's more important than a Ving Rhames voiceover. It is a Ving Rhames news, like like real life quote unquote news clip montage, which became like a thing in the early 2000s and every fucking movie did it for quite a while especially uh, it, apocalypse it, movies have a real purpose. i was gonna say if you saw i am legend you saw someone do this i am legend any zombie movie basically yeah even like even um one of my favorite zombie movies 28 days later does it where they just show a montage of like society is fucking shit is going down and now here we are which always feels like when they i love when they do it too because they never actually pay for, like, it's always just stock footage, like real stock footage from yeah, real events. It's vague, so like, it's vague riot footage. And so you're watching it and you're like, oh, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, this really happened somewhere. This isn't cool. <laughs> like, some, somebody really died probably in that riot and you're just using it to be like, oh, there's food riots. It's like, oh, those are real riots. Yeah, and, so, yeah they're real riots over real issues. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is like when you're watching the movie and you realize that it's stock footage, you're like, somebody bought stock footage of like a real terrible event people don't riot because they're happy but look movie people uh nothing disassociates you from a story more than a montage like this like it doesn't work uh i know that it sets a foundation for your narrative but it's not captivating (laughs) especially the more times it's done which is a lot yeah i the movie starts, like, Ving Rhames does a quote where, and then they go into, like, this, I don't even really, it's just a montage talking about what is not, a, like, all right, 28 Days Later, or, like, I Am Legend, you get the gist of, like, oh, okay, they, you know, they tried to cure cancer, it didn't work, uh, all these people died, whatever. This, they're like, all right, here's what surrogates are. They're robots people can control and experience life through. It's like a three and a half minute opening. I just said all it says in the opening. <laughs> And what's more important is this isn't a complex concept, right? Exactly. It's if the it, most. If the movie opened up with Bruce Willis chasing a uh, chasing a criminal, right? And black and, men in black. Yeah, it, and and he gets like shot or damaged, and then it, and you're like, oh no, Bruce Willis dies in the first five minutes. What's going on? And then they cut to him getting up out of his chair. You would go, oh, I get it. Like, would that be hard to understand? It wouldn't be. Well, so I mean, if you have a concept that could be understood by just showing it, why the fucking four-minute montage? God damn it. I mean, there there is just some very, very... Because at least with zombie movies, you have to be like, okay, a couple of things are happening. The world is falling apart, but for a very specific reason, people are biting each other. I asked the rules of the zombie movie. The, the bite can get to you, and then you become a zombie. Um, you know, human be anyone can be a zombie. You got to be careful about this. Like, you got to set the zombie rules, right? Like, yeah, because it's not a, a universal thing. Yeah, the surrogate rules don't need to be set. People can can have robots, and lots of them do. That would just – you just start the movie, and we're on board. No one's going to be like, I don't get it. Or you don't need to show me a 15-year timeline of how people start using robots. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're like, oh, people – and I didn't – like, they're like, violent crimes and – crime has dropped. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Why would tech – Technology hasn't stopped crime yet. So it doesn't seem like things super confusing there. They say two things. They say racism is gone, which makes no sense because I'm super confused by that. I really felt like when they said racism was gone, it was just like they're gonna make everybody's white. 
like that was going to be like like a thing to be like you know like because if you've read Ready Player One, the one person says they're the character's black, and they said, "Well, we made our avatar white because white people are racist." Like inherently, they're more likely to trust and deal with another white person because that's just how shitty life is. And that that book, I thought that was going to be something in the movie. Like everybody was going to be like they were going to explain it. Nope, just everybody's just. People, they don't explain why racism goes away. Because it doesn't make any sense. People are still racist as shit, whether or not you're a robot or not. And I don't like that book that much, to be honest. I thought it was a little, like, a little play school. I didn't care for that book, the one you just uh, read, Ready Player One. It was not like, book's good. I mean, it's not but, like... But the point I'm getting at is that book nailed it. I, exactly. Like, people would have very different reactions to how they would choose their surrogate. People would have millions of ideas. A, a black people might choose a white surrogate because they just wanted to like they have this internalized like race like 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 race problems. There'd be so many interesting conceits. Or then there'd be people who'd be like, no, be true to yourself. There'd be so much interesting to play with, but they don't. There's yeah, just it would have been more interesting if Bruce Willis had been played by the guy who is the police, his boss, but yeah. is Bruce Willis when he's a surrogate, or vice versa. And like they had played with that idea to be like Oh, you know, because of just like, you know, everybody's seen those videos where it's like the inherent racism of not being whatever the, the you know, the dominant, in our case, white people in America, like that you would just it's just easier not to have to deal with it. Nothing. And, and it makes no sense. They never explain why crime goes away. And I would think people would need to commit crimes because these robots don't seem cheap. I right. can't imagine it's like super cheap to buy a fucking gigantic robot <laughs> you know yeah, it seems it. like what the movie sets up to you right away is that it seems like the world is the the world of surrogates is only for the rich and it almost feels like there's just like a city like new york city where like whole neighborhoods are only surrogates because it's where all the rich people live and then the, the rest of the society would be struggling with you know the economy of it and being human and vulnerable while these rich people walk around and they're like super suits and then you'd have, like, a, a, a vigilante killing them and, like, you know, bringing some sort of vengeance. You feel like that's what the good plot would be. It's that would be a great plot because... Not the plot. No. no. Nope. <laughs> it's just like they're like, the world's perfect. Which then makes the end of the movie super fucking confusing. Yep. Because I'm going to... We'll spoil it. Who gives a shit? Right. It's surrogates. Movie, Come on. Bruce Willis allows all of the surrogates to be destroyed in the entire world. So we're talking... 8 billion at this point since they're in the future surrogates just destroyed nobody has access to surrogates anymore all we know so far of surrogates is they stopped racism they lowered crime to by 99% and there's no like there hasn't been a homicide in 15 years in the United States why the fuck would we want to get rid of surrogates they never express it the downside is people aren't living their life to the fullest and again, again, and that's not true. They're doing all sorts of shit they wouldn't normally do because they're not afraid to die. Not everyone would have surrogates. The poor would not have surrogates. So when all the surrogates died, there would just be massive accidents, plane crashes, like horrific destruction, a global destruction that would oh, cost I, that is billions my, of lives. <laughs> my favorite thing at the very end is they're like, all the surrogates have been shut off. There was no casualties. So there was not one fucking plane being flown by a surrogate over a city that suddenly, like, when the surrogate shut off, just right. crashed. I mean, like, it's ridiculous. Like, there would be thousands upon thousands, if not more, casualties of people who were, like, doing really important jobs, like, to maintain power plants or something. And suddenly their surrogate shut off. Who the fuck's maintaining all this shit? Yeah, think about in a world excluding the rich. Who are the people that are given surrogates? Because they're, like, the cops are given surrogates. The cops are given yeah. surrogates to run, that are enhanced so that they can like run and jump and 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 have the, 
have the uh, the promise of cool action scenes that never happen. And then uh, what doesn't make sense is they build up the fact that there's like generic surrogates that they give the army. Why don't the police have generic surrogates? Why do they have surrogates that look like human beings? Like a police officer doesn't need to look like a person. It's a very good point. Also, it would be an interesting concept for having someone to argue why cops need to have faces that people can recognize. That would be a cool dialogue. Does it yeah. exist? Do they get close to it? They sure don't. Do they ever show somebody other than one person in like a really shitty model that is like, they're like, my surrogate's getting updated? Why aren't there tons of those people in the background like emptying trash? Like right. set that up to be like, yeah, you know what? It sucks because it's even worse than normal life. Because poor people can't afford, or, you know, you know, like the rich get the super awesome, you know, beautiful models, and the rest of them are just stuck in these, like, shitty, yeah. low-level models, but everybody uses them because of the safety benefits of not being able to be killed, not having to worry about communicable diseases, not, you know, if you never leave your house, it's pretty hard to get the flu. You know, I mean, all this stuff where you're like, oh, yeah, it would be beneficial if people didn't actually necessarily have to interact in person. Nope, none of that. Nope, not the, not, the not, plot not appears to be the plot is an old man made surrogates. They fired him. He was mad that there was surrogates. He wants to destroy them all, but not just destroy them all. His plan. Now keep in mind, his son is murdered at the beginning of this movie, and he's upset about it. His end game is to kill seven billion people, because he's going to kill everyone who's connected to a surrogate, which, as we know, is ninety eight percent of the population. Like. Nobody is that insane. Like, you realize how crazy you would have to be? Like, you'd be like, this is a good idea. I'm literally going to genocide the entire human race because I'm bummed out my son got killed in a surrogate. Like, it makes no, like, there's no... Nope. And they've never explained why he's that angry about the surrogates. They never really explain what VSI, the surrogate company, is even doing. I never did figure out, like, why they were the bad guys. There's no hook for this movie, by the way. If you're listening, we, we have explained the whole movie already, and it's been... It's been eight minutes. Like, I don't know how far we are into this podcast. But it's not very long. <laughs> it's not very long. We have explained the whole movie. They took a premise that has promise because essentially this is like a, like taking the, the plot of Blade Runner, expanding it worldwide, yeah. and then just sort of ste- taking a step back to look at, at like the, the effect instead of just like on one character of like everybody. But they don't do any of the nuance. It's not gritty. It's not cyberpunky. There's no like, there's no like, there's 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 people who are against, you know, um, surrogate usage who are yeah, and they call them monsters. But again, they don't explain why people are like, you're an abomination. It's like it's just a fucking robot. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense why people are that angry. It's just like it'd be like somebody coming out and being like, we refuse to watch TV because it's the devil. It's like, but why? It's it's a machine. It it doesn't. There's no reason for people to be this angry that surrogates exist. Yeah. The like, re- they never explain what the actual reason they're mad about is. And then you think the rebellion is going to be a sympathetic element. You're going to be like, oh, I'm going to see the, the, the rebellion as, like, trying to restore humanity back to its original purpose. No, the, the, the only – one of the only prominent black guys in this movie is just being controlled by the old white guy – uh, who's faking the revolution so he can destroy, get back and hit the company that made it, uh, made him sad, mean, 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 sad, made him sad. Like, that's that's the plot of, like, the only interesting element of this movie, which is this community of down-to-earth, like, commune people who are like, we're living our life correctly, even though we're going to die uh, much sooner and we're more vulnerable, like, we have... But instead, the, the main guy is a terrorist... Uh, who's just just to be controlled by uh, an old white CEO, and yeah. 
his allies are a bunch of like rejects from the Soprano goons. Oh my god, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> they look right? like the, the people that they were like, we need the Soprano guy to have goons, and they're like, you're a little too out of shape. Like, it's okay to be like sort of a chubby paisan, but you guys, we need somebody who looks like they could run. What? It's so confusing. All the all the the humans, the organic, natural human like movement, they all are the most dumpy people that Hollywood has ever managed to scrounge together. Yeah, and then what's crazy is though, only people who never get in surrogates are portrayed as being overweight. Yes. People who only get exercise via a robot would naturally just gain weight. But Imagine if you never moved other than inside. Like, all those people should be, one, like, disgustingly unhealthy from having, like, bed sores and shit from just laying down all day. And two, they should be, like, completely out of shape. They should all look horrible. But, but the live people who live off food that they farm are, like, look like they belong inside of a Culver's right now. Like, <laughs> they look yeah. like they belong inside of an Arby's at any given moment. Well, and two, and then it looks like uh, they all look like they're vaguely from, like, the Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, they're, like, like, they, they're like, gross. They're and they're, like, yeah, if you, don't, if you don't have a robot suit, obviously you're, you, like... You live in film? <laughs> yeah, like, you don't know what running water is. Like, there's a woman who shoots Bruce, Bruce Willis' surrogate at one point. And I'm just like, oh, man, she would be, like, at home in, like, a, a creepy horror film, like, because she, she's just, like, abomination. And she's, like, just – she just looks so out of place compared to everybody else. And I get – I assume that's supposed to be, like, a visual thing to be, like, people look gross compared to robots. But it's just more like – you're like, no, these people just look gross, like, for no reason. I don't – I don't – they have a reservation. Why are they all just living in a junkyard? There's buildings in the reservation. Why aren't they living in the buildings? They just all appear to be living on the streets like it's Mad Max. And then it gets it gets it's even worse than that because the surrogates themselves are incredibly uncreative. Have you been on the internet? Do you know what it would be like if you gave the people the possibility of living life through an avatar? Like in this in this movie, apparently everyone, all the avatars come default as Mitt Romney, and then he gets to yes. customize him a little bit. <laughs> I did love the fact that if you look in the like at first, I was just like, Jesus Christ, they got like whoever was their casting guy. I should have put out like a call for people who don't look I did, and then I realized it's supposed to be like that's the base model. So in the background of like every shot is just generic white guy. Yeah. Like, I- should be in the background of friends when they were at the coffee shop like it's just like a guy with like kind of messy black hair or blonde hair reasonable height reasonable build no just like if you were trying to describe him to the police you'd be like i got nothing like just look for a white guy <laughs> like i don't know how else and i realized later i was like oh that's actually pretty clever because when you really start watching it you're like they found a fuck ton of people who look way too similar. Yeah, it, it feels like the like the CW was filming a show nearby yeah. and someone pulled a fire alarm. Like, <laughs> they're, like they're like, yo, get the cast <laughs> over here and put them in some suits. But I, 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 like I said before, it feels like you're playing uh, Second Life, but every character defaults to Mitt Romney. Like that's what everyone is boring, like pointy nose white guy. Like everyone's just Aryan default. And I'm like, at one point they show a train where one guy is. Like, black, but not, like, our convention of black, like, the race. Like, he's, like, like dark black, like, dark elf skin, right? Yeah. Did you see that? And he had blonde yeah. hair? And I'm like, yeah, here we go. No more of that. That was it. I swear, in the trailer I watched when we recorded the mini, I thought they showed a person who had three eyes, like, three sets of eyes. Like How? Their forehead. And I was like, oh, I was like, man, I don't remember that being in this movie. But you are right. It's like, if you could look like anything, why would everybody pick, like, you know, Brad Pitt's body double? Yeah, like, they'll just look like a generic actor. They they have no personality. I'm like, wouldn't people like people currently now 
rebel against the standard. You know, I mean, you go anywhere, you can see, you know, goths, punks, yeah, and, those and, hipsters, people who don't want to look like everybody else. So why would that change when suddenly you can look as different as you want with no consequence? And the beginning of the movie opens on a club party. That clubby, that club party should be weird as fuck. There should be insanity there. There should be weird new people with like penis hands. There should be that should be like a gross chat, like gross, like it should, it should, that be, should like, be like seven seven threads deep in like a a dominatrix. Forum, you know what I mean? It should yeah. be fucking like interesting. It but should be like the, the the thread that gets shut down <laughs> yeah. on the BSC or the BDSM. Yeah, forum. the banned thread on the BDSM board is what we should be seeing. It should look like that scene in Three Hundred when the the hunchback goes to visit Xerxes <laughs> and there's like that goat man like playing yes. a lute. That's what it should have been. Just horrid people doing drugs and and then it's like they're dancing. The guy who is the the victim in the beginning generic white guy too we'll call him he, they like the way to get into the mosh pit is to like jump off of a second story balcony for some reason yeah. and then he gets up and his dancing was shocking like how bad it was it was just like he was having like a literal seizure and they didn't realize it until midway through <laughs> i mean he's just like it's so unnatural and the club scene is so boring and so generic, and you are, like, when they first walk in, there's, like, a guy making out with two girls, and they're like, oh, man, that was like, that's the best you guys got for weird shit. That guy should have two heads. <laughs> and yeah, he's stuffing hands with, like, a weird lizard furry creature, and, like... Yeah, he should have had wings, like... Yeah, that. exactly! Have you been on Second Life? Have you seen yeah. what happens when you give people ult unlimited creativity with their avatars? They go nuts! Like, yeah, there's a couple of guys just like, oh, my God, generic beefcake. But there's just going to be giant men in, like, just like anthropomorphic bananas with, like, a fun cowboy hat. Like, people go fucking ape shit. I was going to say, like, I imagine that, you know, you could be like, oh, but people have to use these all the time. But you're like, one, the super rich, I'm sure, are allowed to buy multiple surrogates just as long as they're licensed to somebody. And two, there would still just be people who are like, I want to go through life looking like, you know, Batman. There's or whatever, like somebody who's just like I'm gonna I my I look like the Joker. That's the way I look. Right. I want to be pale and have a weird smile. And a person would be fine to live their whole life like that. And if you don't believe me, there are tons of people now who go through what I would consider odd body, like you know where they have stuff inserted underneath their skin. Like imagine if you could if it was just easy to do. Yeah, I mean most people don't want to do that because it's surgery. Like imagine if all you had to do is just go down to a shop and be like, hey, this week I want horns. Because apparently there's beauty shops that just change your face. There's a yeah, I know, which which is also weird because they're the women who run it are seen as like beauticians, but they're like skilled mechanics. Like they are, they're like taking layers of metal off and like shaving it and polishing it. I'm like, but they treat them like, no, I'm gonna let these these smile muscles sit. I'm like, your job is incredibly technical. You are modifying robots. Like you're not an idiot. Like why are you? Why? Are... Well, like what I like is that she, the lady says, uh, "Don't forget my cheekbones," and then she pulls the woman's face off, and it's like a metal skeleton underneath. It's like, how the fuck is she gonna fix cheekbones that are made of steel? Like what's she gonna do? Get out an industrial welder? Sculpey clay. <laughs> I was just like, wait, this isn't something that can be fixed. But like the plot of this movie moves like. An episode of a TV show someone expanded for two hours. Because it has the exact same structure of, like, an X-Files episode where they introduce, like, hey, everyone's robots. But there are also people running those robots. Uh, but someone found out a way to kill the robot and the person. 
oh, cool. Are there going to be multiple twists that take us through numerous acts and changes in character development? No. We're going to drag out looking for this person for two hours, and then we're just going to let you know who they are halfway through the movie and then wait for the the characters in the movie to catch up. Well, here's a question I have for you. Sure. Because this is when I had midway through the movie. Why did they need to kill the old guy? Um, Why did the old guy need to kill himself? No, (laughs) because the the plot of the movie is VSI or whatever, the company who makes surrogates, wants to kill the creator of surrogates. Uh, What was he going to do, though? Because he's no longer part of the company. From what I understood, they knew that he was... Uh, uh, actively working against the company to try and like, so they knew he was the prophet. I think so, or maybe they at least knew that he was was actively like campaigning against surrogates and they needed to shut. Okay, him. that was the now that keep was, in mind like, they they introduced this man as being old and like so enfeebled that he can't walk anymore. They couldn't just be like, oh, let's just wait two years, see what happens. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, I don't understand yep. why they need to kill him. They, nope. He doesn't seem to be making any headway. There's just small pockets of people who don't want to have surrogates. Okay. Also, they're not changing anybody else's mind. 98% of the population uses surrogates. Like, that's a pretty good, uh, like, market share. I think if the iPhone had that, they'd be psyched. You know, they wouldn't be like, we got to get that extra 2%. So a couple of also, like, weird logistical things came up. Like, for instance, at some point... Uh, at some point, one of the surrogates is standing still, and like well, he, he's like a lab technician. And the detectives come up and talk to him, and he's just standing there doing nothing. And after a minute, he kind of snaps away. He goes, "Oh, sorry, I was in the can." And then it dawned on me, like the world must not have bathrooms anymore, and people just go silent so they can go pee. Yeah, <laughs> that seems like their eyes just go blank. And you just hope that's what they're doing. Like, imagine in your day, you come over to your, like, co-worker at the office to ask him a question. He's just staring straight ahead, and you go, oh, he's peeing. He's taking a dump right now. <laughs> oh, yep, yep, this is the 2.30 dump fest. I'll come back. There are, like, some, again, interesting, interesting there. Completely worthless. Uh, the the huge, like, I feel like, when was this movie, did we say, like, 2006 or something? It's a 2009 movie. 2009. All right. Was it supposed to be like, do you think they, like when the screenwriters wrote it and like the guy, the son who dies, he's with this, you know, hot blonde at the beginning of the movie, like, you know, Hollywood hot blonde. Uh, and they go to find his, the, the blonde's operator. And it's like, like you didn't for a second, you knew like as soon as they got there, right, that it was going to be a fat dude. Oh, yeah. Because was... the woman refuses to call the person by a pronoun. She's like, Cameron, you know, is a great tenant, always pays the rent on time. They never leave the apartment. I'm like, who the fuck says they? Yeah, when referring to a person unless you're. And I was like, but then I then I started thinking, and I was like, what year was this movie made where that was like? Can you believe guys are pretending to be girls? It's like, yeah, have you been on the fucking internet? Yeah, A does the thing on the internet, and B, this would be an incredible opportunity. Uh, this is one like, like this. This is almost a game at this point that of of cool topics this this movie could play with that they don't play with like this would be an incredible moment to play with identity and race identity and gender identity and like transgender and like it's super interesting chance to muddle with those themes within the context of your sci-fi which is what science fiction is for by the way like yeah that's what it's fucking for is to generate uh uh like like a like a a plot 
like a plot device that could essentially allow you to explore themes of people's obsession with technology, of people's confusion with race, of war, of every young adult to 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 hard sci-fi book does that to some small or major degree. Except for this fucking movie, who's just like robots are cool, and then people are also there. Okay, dumb movie. Like it's so disgusting. Yeah. Also. It's just like, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like while watching this movie, I was like, oh, they're trying something. But either like the studio said no or I didn't, you know, neither one of us, I don't think, read the comic, right? In the interim since we did the mini episode. Uh, I don't. I did read some of the comic. Yeah. Which is a lot more aggressively politically themed. Like in, okay. in it, the, the, the poor people, there's a lot of like homeless and poor people who live in this world. And they're even like twice as ignored now because not only are they homeless but they're homeless and they're like mortal so it's like ugh this guy you yeah know? yeah and, i mean I, that's what i thought is there had to be it the, it's the gritty concept had to be interesting right it's gritty yeah and and in the original uh in the comic the main character's wife like commits suicide at the end because she can't stand the idea of now being detached from her surrogate which I thought was the way – I mean that's clearly a Hollywood change because when they, they set it up when he opens the door that I was like, oh, she overdosed on her depression medication. Yeah. And they, like did you also think it was weird that they never like really explained that the reason she was so detached was like – they never said, oh, she caused the accident which killed their son. It was her fault and that's why she's so mentally detached. Another incredible thing. Yeah. They just gloss over the fact that she has a scar on her face, which you can only assume came from the accident which killed their son. Another theme. She has she has had an incident occur in her life that makes her terrified of both her mortality and what the mortality of her loved ones. So she's both yeah. terrified to, to expose herself to the real world, and she should be really terrified of her husband doing the same. But she's only, like, concerned in, like, a nagging Hollywood wife way. Yeah, like she, when... She's like, don't ever go without your surrogate again. But there's no, like, she should have been, like, freaking out. And yeah, no. She's been like, you can't go out. I can't lose you. Anything. There's just no sense of any. No. Anything. She says you can't go out without your surrogate. And then she's like, bye, going to work. <laughs> when it, Yeah, you're right. It should be her, like, like, upset. So when he is, like, torn away from his surrogate later in the movie because of the plot, he should be really both freaking out because he's now you know, uh, had a mortal, you know, he's brought into the mortal realm, but also he should be battling with this idea that his, like his wife can't handle this mortality. She shouldn't be able to look at him in his mortal, you know, when he's just walking around, all of that should be played upon for an interesting character dynamic. I am writing a better movie right now off the cuff in my basement. It is like, like I said, there is, when you watch this movie, you can see a thousand better movies that could have been in it. Yeah. Interesting movies, but Everything is just like they had 50 ideas that they wanted to get in the movie and they just went with them. What if, you know, instead of normal soldiers, there's just an endless wave of soldiers. Let's do that as a story. Okay, but that's a, that should be like its own story. Yeah, I mean, there's like, don't just throw that in out of nowhere because it served no purpose whatsoever. Also, this was the thing that got me. They built this machine to kill people, right? This this gun they have, which will kill not only the sur the surrogate, but it kills the user. The, and the government's like, we wanted to build them so we could end the war with one weapon. It's like, yeah, it's called a fucking EMP. They're robots, asshole. We already it's, have those. It's not hard. They never explain why an EMP is just not the ultimate weapon. But what bugs me is it walks right into my robot fallacy, which is that if you have the capacity to create any 
anything. Like you can you can create something that can be driven with the human mind. Why is it just a person? Like obviously, if you're a lawyer, you know, or whatever. Yeah, you'll I understand that. why you have a body. But if you're if you're a soldier, why do you have to be a soldier? Why aren't you like a Terminator mechbot? Why or maybe uh, Metal Gear? Yeah, exactly. When they cut to it, it's soldiers running across the field with battle gear on, and I'm like, why? And, yeah. they're, and they're carrying guns. I'm like, why? Why don't they have guns in their arms? Why don't they have fucking rocket launchers for fucking ahead? Like, why? And then you see helicopters just buzz past and shoot rockets, and they don't cut into them. But earlier in the film, um, there's a uh, uh, Bruce Willis's character is in a police helicopter, which is being flown by a guy. What? Why? Why not just have the helicopter be a robot? Like we have self-driving cars right now, and we didn't design a guy to drive the car you know what i mean like what why well that was something that i realized and that i've written down in my notes the the future is we've created robots that look like humans have like a synthetic skin they can connect directly to your neural pathways uh the guy who created surrogates talks about how he wanted people who are paralyzed to be able to walk again and all of a sudden it hit me i was like so wait we created the most advanced form of brain to machine and you're telling me we didn't come up with a way just to fix people who have been paralyzed yeah or like like like, i don't understand that we can't overcome that people seem to still just be getting sick uh phones haven't gotten any better we're still driving the exact same types of cars we've been driving we're driving now it occurred to me that hey also i swear during one of the car the last car chase he hits a payphone there weren't fucking payphones around in 2009 <laughs> when they made this movie. It's a payphone. Yeah, it was like, I was like, did he just fucking drive into a payphone? Why is he driving? Like, why is it exactly the car? Like, oh like, my god! In minority report, they're like the car self. It makes no sense that we created the most advanced X, but then did not advance any other part of technology. It's so like just unapologetically uncreative. Every piece of it, the character designs, the characters. The set, the plot, like the driving devices, it's such a wasted space. But it's like we thought of this shit in other movies. In goddamn fucking uh, 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 Total Recall, there's like automated taxis driving around. They just have like a a half – like it's just like the upper torso of like a fake person driving by a fucking like car on Mars. And like, uh, yeah, we don't need a full guy to do it. You just – the car is doing it itself – they just built that, so it's not weird for the person. They have like, and I, like yeah, and I mean, I, I get like the idea that it was probably budgetary concerns to be like, we can't build fake car, but it's just like, why not set up a future world? Why are people still carrying guns? If everybody's a robot, why are guns even still a thing? And also, why aren't the robots just covered in some sort of bulletproof armor? Like when they show the soldiers running, one of them gets shot and, and falls over. Why isn't he wearing body armor? Yeah. A robot wouldn't need to worry about weight. That's one of the reasons why we don't cover our soldiers in body armor. It's because they can't run around with 200 pounds worth of body armor. Why not just make the robot entirely out of body armor? And, and it makes no sense that, that wars are still being fought in the traditional sense. It, they, and they never explain any of that. Why is, you know, why is nothing different otherwise? And this culminates in when you're introduced to the uh, – oh, shit, I forgot his name. What is – um. <laughs> What is the hacker from Jurassic Park? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, Nedry? Yeah. They introduced the Nedry of this movie, 
which is this again just big fat junk Who, food i junk feel food. like they wanted jack black and he was like yeah yeah um but he's he's running this insane network which a he should not have the sole job doing that. There should be a lot of people in that room, but it's just him. There should at least be one other person there because he has to sleep at some time. <laughs> it's nice. Right. Don't leave, don't leave surveillance up to one dude. But this culminates in that stupidity because at some point they need to scan cameras to find the target that they're after. And they cut to a robot that is once again a person. Yes. It's a bipedal robot sitting at a desk looking at monitors. I'm like, why? Why would that have to be a person who had to use a mouse and keyboard? And like... We exist in a world now where they can put a picture into a computer and scan crowds at baseball games to see if that person is in the crowd. But they decided 14 In 2009, we were too dumb to figure out in the future. You, not everything would have to still be done by people. And we can do that, but then, like, someone was like, yeah, we could do that, but it would be weird unless we had, like, a robot that was just, like, clicking on a keyboard. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, it's weird, because this is one of the <laughs> rare times where they show the robot looks like a robot. It's not a person. So then the question is, why do they need a surrogate? Like, aren't they just watching monitors? Why do they need to be in a surrogate to do it? Yeah. Can't they just have, like, a laptop? <laughs> it makes no sense. They're, they're like, well, people... This guy's retired, and he watches these feeds. One, why a robot just isn't watching it in general, a computer. But two, why does he need it like an anthropomorphic body to sit at a table and look at different monitors? Also, also that's not, not a great system also, for surveillance. Not what retired means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not still working if you're retired. But then the detective is like, all right, so we're after this guy. What can we do? And and hacker Nedry guy is like, oh, it's cool. I can see and access every surrogate, like every single one. Yeah. And I scan them for violence. And when they're doing something bad, I turn them off, which is a confusing because who cares if they attack another surrogate, right? And the only thing I thought was like, insurance companies would want to probably because i'm sure you would yeah. sure you're that that's what i mean and there's the other thing they don't explain like he does stop it and then you the question is was the girl who was about to be raped a human being it's or was she a surrogate yeah and if she was just a surrogate well you know like if she stayed plugged in yeah that would still be a traumatic experience but at any point in time she could just shut it off yeah they, they prove in this movie you can walk away from your surrogate so in that case that must have been a human woman that surrogates were sexually assaulting. And then he gets like a weird alert. Like what's the alert? Like rape. Yeah. Warning. And, and if that's the case, why was it so hard to find the guy who killed the two people? Like, yeah. Surrogates. I, it seems like he does... makes no sense. Like they're trying to build like this big brother idea as if it's a bad thing, but it never pays off as a bad thing. In the end, it, it just happens to be the way they're going to disseminate the virus. Also, but, you, you thought they are going to, like play on this like it could be a chance to mess with the idea of of losing your autonomy and always sort of being tapped in and as you move around in this day yeah you're safe but someone always knows what you're doing it's like having your browser history available at all times like it's just like you're yeah. you're attached to this big brother network but hey there's no network there's one guy watching like as the as the intro told us 98 percent of the population if we're to believe it yes so this one dude is watching at minimum, all of the North America, all of yeah. the United States. I mean, they show the room and there's like, let's be generous and say there is 40 to 50 robots watching monitors. Yeah. That is still insane. Even if it's just the United States, 
that would be one person per state. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right. think about it. Like, you're the dude whose job it is to watch New York City. You're fucked, man. That's, you're that's never getting that job. done. <laughs> that's you, 25 you million. North Dakota. That's where you want to be. Yeah, you, who, where are you at? Well, I'm in the lowest uh, state population possible. I got Alaska. Oh, you son of a bitch. You're going to coast. <laughs> it's so dark out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so that's just one of the many things that I there's just – I don't know. The whole movie is confusing because, like I said, when you really examine the plot, it makes zero sense. The weapon makes no sense because there is such a weapon that would turn off robots. It's an EMP. We've known about them since, like, the 50s. It's a serious concern in real life right now. Uh, Two, why did they need to kill the old guy when he was pretty old and probably going to die and it didn't seem like the prophet was making any headway? Like, there's no scene where they show spray painting on a wall that's like, you know, the prophet's right or human for life or so there's no indication that the dreads as they're called are making any headway into getting people to stop using surrogates so who gives a shit yeah and they don't appear to be terrorists it's not like they're going out and blowing up buildings or there's no scene of that where they go and destroy thousands of surrogates or they blow up a data center so it's shut down nothing they just appear to be people who for some reason live in a post-apocalyptic world in the middle of downtown DC. Yeah, you think it's going to be like a like a Fuji's society from like uh, uh, no, um, uh, ah shit the movie where people can't have babies anymore. God damn it! Uh, Children of Men. Children of Men. It, it, it's it's uh, I almost said like I got it confused with No Country for Old Men. <laughs> I was like, I was like, no children for old men. Um, Actually, that is true. When you get a certain age, you should not be having children anymore. Guys, you gotta come see my film, No Children for Old Men. Um, but yeah, it it, it 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 you think you're gonna have this really cool like rebellion like plot, but you don't. It's it's Ving Rhames being controlled by an old dying white guy, a bunch of mooks from from fucking Sopranos, and then just. Everyone who ran out of an Arby's that caught fire. Like, everyone just <laughs> that made it out yeah. of, of, like, a burning down, like, laundromat. Like, that's just the people that come out. Or it just feels like they were, they went and got the gaffer and, like, the best boy. And yeah. Like, You're in a scene now. And they're like, huh? But I'm not dreading. They're like, no, we want you to look awful. We're also going to throw some shit at you real quick. Yeah, you got to be real shit. dumpy. And they don't seem to have a... Uh, um, like a really interesting message or like a very good speech ever. They just sort of like, they're just sort of vague, like dirt, dirty commune people who live in the middle of the city. Like they don't live out in the middle of nowhere. They seem to live like in the heart of New York. Yeah. Just, it's like you're, you know, Ben's native American. His people wish they got the sweet. Yeah. And these people got like, you know, they're out in the middle. We don't of, get like, the East village. Rest. Like <laughs> they're in very nice areas. <laughs> I guess that we've made all the buildings uninhabitable since everybody's living on the streets. But I mean, yeah, it is. It's just crazy. So speaking from like a movie perspective, you think the one thing this movie could deliver on is that the people, the, the, the protagonist and the characters that he works with are police officers who have no threat or danger to their like their life uh, when in a dangerous situation. So you think that would mean cool shit. You think you're going to get it when he gets um, down in the helicopter and then starts chasing a guy through, like, uh, uh, a junkyard with one arm. I was like, oh, shit, here we go. This is going to be slick. He can and then what it turns out to be is the boringest chase you've ever seen in your life. A really long, boring chase 
he's got a gun, never fires it, and then he just gets killed immediately, and then that's the last time he uses a surrogate, and the last time any cool, any, any like, there's a car crash later, and that's it. That's that's their use of this where uh, everyone on the street during a car chase is expendable. You can hit them, and it's not considered a death or a casualty. You, yeah. you can attack, you can shoot anything, you can explode entire buildings, you're in the clear. And you get the man who does action pretty well in a lot of movies. And it is Bruce Willis. He's ready to fucking go. He's not that old yet. It's 2009. He's getting there, but he's all right. And what do you do? Zip. You just hone in on phoning in a science fiction story with no intrigue. That's, That's what makes me so mad about this movie. More than the bad movies I watched is that you had a premise that had infinite possibilities. We've named like ten ways this movie could have gone. Exactly. It's not like when we watch Barbed Wire and you're like, well, this was just shitty. It was just a bad movie. This is a movie where you're like, oh, there's multiple good movies in this, and none of them are executed. And the comic's not mind-blowing, but it is gritty and real with like interesting characters and, and, and and does play on those themes. And this doesn't have an ounce of it. Yeah, it, it's shocking how little there actually is going on. Um, oh, another thing I thought of, too. Um, have you ever seen a less exciting climatic conclusion? Cause, you mean where he's like waiting to press yes or no on a keyboard? Correct. So to, get, to, to, to clue you in, because I know you didn't watch this movie, and I, I fully endorse that decision. Um, the end of this movie is Bruce Willis inside of his partner's surrogate robot inside and they're and they're in like the nsa headquarters where that one nedry dude is running the entire north american surveillance thing and the whole thing's rigged up to kill everyone who's currently running a seri- a surrogate which again we've established in the introduction is 98 percent of the population everyone but the dirty like commune hillbillies <laughs> And apparently, apparently Nedry, whose brain is too big to be wired to a computer, he says. And, and think about if surrogates existed, that would include every member of high political office would be running a surrogate for sure. Oh, yeah, they definitely would be the ones running a surrogate. Like, could you imagine you put the president in that bunker underneath the White House and you're like, well, you're running and done. Now. We, we, we don't even need a fucking we can have, secret service. We could fire most of them. Yeah. Every major politician, most doctors would be running surrogates because it means that they could do precision like surgery and for like long periods of time without wear or without fatigue. Yeah. Like everyone in important life-saving jobs is a, is a surrogate right now. So you're going to kill all of those people and kill anyone that they're around who's not a surrogate. So you're going to destroy the earth is your plan. Okay. He's so, gonna, he's literally, I mean, the assumption is he's going to genocide the human race. Right. Like he he's wants killing. to wipe the human race entirely off the planet. Exactly. So we're in the middle of that scene. And so is it like a cool thing where he has to climb up a server with his weird like robot body as it's like, as like people are shooting at him and he has to like rip servers out and save the day. No, he literally stands at this greasy nerds keyboard and the guy goes, this is literally a line in the movie. He goes, no, you got to go over to my terminal on the right and press shift, enter, shift, enter. And then he does. That, that is the climax is he tells him to type in, and this is the password to shut off this system. T, like H772. That's a code. Like, that, that's six letters or like, that's only five things. That's not, a, 
It's not a good code for a, a system that can be shut down. Uh, it takes way more than that to launch a nuclear warhead. I mean, but did... he and then the the climax is he hits enter and he's like hit enter. He's like no wait it's shift enter and you're like that's that's what they came up with. Yep. And yep. then then he can stop the thing to save all the surrogates and he's like you got to save them. Which again they never explain why this guy gives two shits whether they're surrogates or not because he won't use one. So why he cares? Like why does he care if all the surrogates get shut down? He's out of a job, I guess. I guess, Job yeah. security? Maybe he really liked talking to Jerry. You know, he's down in Florida. That's the name of the guy who is the robot who spotted things. And, uh, and then Bruce Willis's partner's surrogate that he is currently operating is shot by SWAT team. And you expect to then, like, see some, like, follow-up scene where him and his partner meet for real and have some sort of, like... Well, she's dead. She was murdered in the movie. Oh, right. Yeah, she died. <laughs> this movie's so boring. I, I zoned part out. Oh yeah, I, there's just tons of stuff in this movie that there's no action, there's there's no hook. Uh, the climate, the, the climatic conclusion is literally him doing hotkeys. Uh, I was gonna say for, for a movie that was gonna is the premise that everybody's a robot. You're like, okay, it's either gonna be full of tons of like insane action scenes where you know he can just like brutalize because you're you're like, oh well, it can still be PG thirteen. And he could just be running around with a machine gun just blowing people apart because they're not real. So it doesn't matter. You know, you can do all sorts of weird violence as long as the thing you're doing it against is not a person because that's how the Motion Picture Association works. And they, so, you, so you expect that, like a Matrix-style fight scene, something along those lines. Then when that doesn't deliver, you're, you have to then back up and be like, it's going to be a Blade Runner-esque story where it's the story that matters. That's what you're interested in. Nope, doesn't deliver there either, so you're not sure what the fuck the movie's there for. And they indicate at some point that the surrogates are really fucking heavy. Like, they fall down or they run into stuff, it's like a thick metal. Yeah. So, so you can imagine what the cool fight scenes would be like with, like, surrogates, like, battling it out, like, throwing, like, fucking... At one point, the one detective later who's been hacked into picks up, like, a parking meter and throws, like, a javelin. And yeah. I'm like, where's that for, like, an hour? Like, where's just surrogates ripping the world apart beating each other up like how interesting that would be no it's not in the movie not in the budget i guess to get bruce willis um also at the end uh they're sort of announcing over like this television program which they, they clearly indicated that, that the uh that the tv hosts were surrogates like they were they were clearly surrogates so i don't know they must have ran there from their houses to do the news now yeah, um, and I was waiting for the scene where they show an unattractive person now doing the news. Yeah. No, you know, they, they really missed a window to do more jokes about people being fat. Yep, they missed that. And then they're announcing on the news and they're talking about how it's all down in Beijing and in and, and, and Russia and, like, all, all these places it's down. And they mentioned Tokyo, and it just dawned on me. I'm like, can you imagine how weird surrogate Tokyo must be right now? That That's not going to be great. Right? Like... I, like I was telling you earlier, we discussed earlier that America needed to be weird, way weirder than it was. But you know that surrogate Japan is going. What are you talking about? There's next nothing weird, weird about the Japanese at all. <laughs> I can think of nothing. I'm Literally not... nothing. Not their porn. Not I, I don't even porn, mean in like not a, their uh, fucked up game shows. I don't even mean in like cartoons. I don't even mean like a sexually derogative way either. I mean like they're going to be giant like mascot creatures. Like they're going to be like. Yeah. One dude is definitely just a Gundam. Yeah, they're just gonna be Gundams or weird, like, like, like cartoonish, like dog creatures that like walk on hind legs. Their back legs are adorable. Like, like, not the entire country, I know, but I mean, like, 
the culture, the culture of surrogate culture in Japan, so fucking cool. But they don't touch on that. They don't touch on third world countries that don't have surrogates and that maybe the only people who do have surrogates are like evil warlords or something. All the intrigue and mystery and the way these puzzle pieces could come together is just Bruce Willis grimacing and saying, I miss my wife. I checked the trivia and just like the movie itself, I've never encountered a more boring trivia section on IMDb. Oh, I'm sure it's not great. One of the trivia is just Radha Mitchell, who plays the Bruce Willis's partner. Uh, read the comic book. Ooh. <laughs> End of trivia. Also, uh, did you think it was weird? Just real quick. Uh, do you think it was odd that, like, at the end, they just show everybody's, like, coming out of their apartments to investigate what's happening? Yeah. Think about, think about what would happen if, in this society, everybody's cell phones just stopped working. Would your initial reaction to be like, mm, I should go outside and walk around and investigate? Or would you assume something fucked up is happening? Like, it would be mass panic if all of a sudden all those surrogates just shut off. People wouldn't be coming out to look at it like it was a fender bender. You know, they would be freaking out, getting guns, crying. People would be, you know, it's just insane the way that the movie wraps up to be like happily ever after. Plus, as we made made clear, every police officer and security and military official are surrogates because you're in a dangerous job and you can do so without threat to your life. Which means that when all surrogates are powered down, the police are gone. Yeah, They're and, gone. unless they drive to the police station and put on armor. But we've already revealed that, like, the the chief of police and everything are all, like, withered, like, atrophied, muscled, like, like old people. Yeah, that, that is also the thing is they posit a world in which you could not tell the age, gender, rate. You don't know nothing about the actual person on the other side of a surrogate. So it would make sense. Why wouldn't the police, you know, the only reason you get rid of police now is they can't do their job because they age. You know, if you got a sweet, like a really awesome police officer, why would he ever have to stop being a police officer? Until you get I, dementia. Yeah, you're good to also, go. Also, why would he ever need to be in shape? You don't need police to be. You don't need firemen no. to be in shape. You don't need anybody to be in shape. So Which everybody is- would be grossly out of shape again because no one's exercising in real life because what's the point? Yeah, and you can't because your day-to-day operations have to be in a surrogate. Even if you wanted to exercise, you, you can't. You have to lay the fuck down or sit in your wheelchair or whatever. Yeah, I mean you'd have to get – I can't imagine there's gyms anywhere because who are they you – know, I mean right. it makes no sense. And I, you would assume too the idea is that most people would be afraid to leave their house. Why leave your house and get in a car and possibly be killed in an accident when you can just go everywhere in your surrogate and never have to worry about an accident? So it is like insane. At the end of the movie – he probably, by letting all the surrogates be shut off, is responsible for millions upon millions of deaths from people dying in house fires, people, uh, human beings who have not been in contact with other human beings for the majority of their life, all of a sudden being introduced to an, out- an exterior environment and probably all getting sick. Uh, the fact yeah, that- embracing their own mortality, like the mental breakdowns of suddenly being uh, yeah. uh, afraid and scared and feeling the outside world. Yeah, I, I imagine the withdrawal tons of people would have. I mean, think about when people go, like, I mean, we've all lived through, like, a power outage that's out for, like, five hours. And, like, after the first two hours, you're like, Jesus Christ, I want to shoot myself. You don't, you know what I mean? Like, and that's just a short period of time. Could and that's just power. That that's like yeah. your body. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just insane that, like, at the end of the movie is supposed to be like, and mankind was fine. I'm 100% sure they are not fine. <laughs> the the mankind, mankind goes down In fact, real fast. That's a better movie. Why did the movie yeah. up when surrogates all break at once? 
because of revolutionary activity, and then suddenly the world has to adjust to mortality again. Far, far more interested. This is the one time, this is the one time, one of the shitty movies we want, I want a sequel to, yeah. just, just so we can, we can I mean, see the interesting story behind it. And then, like, the stuff, too, one more thing, which I thought was completely insane that i forget we forgot to bring up and i don't maybe we did but i don't remember saying it exactly it turns out that the old white guy is ving rames which i think you hinted at yeah ving rames is like this prophet and the military shows up but they show up as ordinary people did you notice that they didn't come in their military suits which i didn't get why they didn't show up as robots but they show up and they shoot ving rames and they find out he's a robot that's it that's the whole end of that there's i was like couldn't that have happened earlier in the movie and then it there could have been something interesting about the fact that, you know, the head of this organization that's so anti-surrogate turned out to be a surrogate. Also, but no, it's just that's like, it's so crazy. They don't use anything. I'm also going to exaggerate something. I'm not really exaggerating it, but I'm, I'm drawing some unfair conclusions. But in that scene, um, there is there is six pudgy like Ita- like S- S- Southern Italian mafia dudes who are. A "Quote unquote bodyguards for Ving Rhames' character, who is uh, who's who's a black guy with like dreads and like uh, I think he's wearing like a kind of like robe dashiki thing, and um, when they when the military rolls up, all of his guys have like AKs and they're just like like unloading on the police and and Ving Rhames' character is not armed." He's just, like, running out of a building. He's just, like, in a greenhouse that's a record studio or recording studio? I did not yeah. understand what the fuck. Again, another building they go into that has nothing in it. The cops or the, or the military opens fire. They they wing two of the, the guys in the legs. And they go down. The last one throws his gun down and puts his hand up. Ring, Ving Rhames is blasted in the chest. Like, he is, he is executed in Again, the sequence. He's the only one who doesn't. Like, they do shoot two of the other people and kill them. But it, it is weird that one of them shoots... The clearly unarmed man. <laughs> the guy who's known to be a the, the, the peaceful head of a revolutionary organization is And probably the one guy you definitely don't want to shoot. Exactly. In case he, in case he had nothing to do with this, because exactly. now you've just made a, a powerful martyr. Oh, this fucking they're, movie, man. And no, nothing like, nothing registers in this movie. It doesn't pick up on anything that it does. It was uh, Surrogate starring a once really great actor who just doesn't seem to care anymore. I feel like this... Yeah, also no one this else. Is start, this is like the start of when I think he gave up. Yeah, but also FYI, in terms of casting, no one else is in this movie. Like, yeah, I mean, like the most famous. It's Ving Rhames is the only other person here that you would Ving ever Rames, recognize. And the guy who's his boss isn't he the dude who's in um, or was in Last Man on Earth? Uh, maybe he's like, he's like a famous like I thought he used to be a mod. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting confused with somebody else. I probably should have looked up. You know, maybe nobody else is famous. That his detective partner is like one of those women who's in like tons of TV shows or movies, but is never, like, famous. You know what I mean? I mean, Buzz was in it, so there's that. Um, Buzz? From from Home Alone. Wow. The, okay. the, the hacker. The hacker nerd. That's the older brother? Yeah, that's the older brother from Home Alone. Wow. <laughs> oh, oof, magoof. Uh, I don't... Why do you know that? I better... I hope you look that up on IMDb, or... I need to take you... We need to have an intervention for you. Look, I'm a big but... Devin Radray fan, and I just... Okay. I don't, I don't tell you. Hold on, guys. <laughs> We need to stop right now. And all, you know, all joking aside, do you seriously know this fucker's real name? <laughs> Only because of IMDb. Okay, for a second, I was very, very afraid. Yeah, okay, the guy was the dude from Last Man on Earth. Thank God, I thought for a second I was super racist. 
I, all of a sudden I was like, oh god, did I just say something like wicked? It's the same guy. Okay. I guess he he was in a bunch of Resident Evil movies too. He was yeah, okay. So yeah, nobody else though is famous in this movie. Nope. Except for maybe the old guy. He's he's one of those guys that's like a character actor. You know what I mean? Like he's in a bunch of movies, but he's not really famous. Yeah. Like he's the warden in Green Mile. Yeah. It's true. Don't you can sit there in silence. It's fine. <laughs> and I'm right. All right. Well, I think that wraps up surrogates. Uh, and for Ben's sake, let's hope it wraps it up for good. Uh, if you have uh, comments you want to leave about this movie, please don't. Uh, <laughs> but if you wanted to, you can go to facebook.com slash NAOS pod or tweet at NAOS pod. And we'll take a look at them and read them on the next mini episode. Uh, you can follow Ben on Twitter at the Disco Pony, and you can follow me on Instagram at It's Pokes. Is there anything else you wanted to drop real quick before we head off? Nope, you got it all. You got some pat. All right, then we'll see you guys next week for the mini episode where we'll tell you the next movie up. Like there wasn't like one person with like a dick instead of like a arm in that club scene. That seemed so wrong. 